0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمدك اللهم يا من نور قلوبنا بأنوار المحبة العلوية وأكمل لنا ديننا بالولاية المرتضوية وتم نعمتهم علينا بالهداية الحيدرية ونصلي ونسلم على الخاتم لما سَبَقَ والفاتح لمن والمعلن الحق بالحق في جيشات الأباطيل والدام سولات الأضاليل حبيبك وحبيبنا أبي القاسم محمد وعلى البيت الأطيبين ولا سيما النور على النور في طخياء الديجور والإمام المنصور والسراج المستور مهدي هذه الأمة وخاتم الأئمة إمام زماننا الحجة بن الحسن العسكري عجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف. اللهم it. في كل ساعة وليا وحافظا وقائدا وناصرا ودليلا وعاينا حتى تسكنه to pray for the hastening of the reappearance of our awaited so imam are, let's recite let three loud salawat ala muhammad wa ali muhammad, muhammad. allahumma salli ala muhammad Allah, oh. Respected, Respected Mu'mineen, Mu'minat, dear brothers their and their sisters, brothers. may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all As-salamu alaykum jamee'an wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh In the ziyarah of Amir al-Mu'mineen, after we send the testimony, I bear witness, O oh Amir al-Mu'mineen or oh, oh, the one that we mentioned is Allah Then we gave a few testimonies We said, for example, that he truly acted upon the Quran We said, for example, you truly acted upon the Sunnah of Rasulullah And you truly performed everything for the sake of of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until Hatta دَعَاكَ اللَّهِ إِلَىٰ until there was a stage in your life where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invited you to be the one who was close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala إِلَىٰ جُوَارِهِ here refers to till the moment of your death whereby you left this world And you became of those who had the opportunity of liqa'ullah. Left this world, you would be of those who were jarullah. What does this mean? Of course, if we were to translate jar, it means neighbor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that's the literal meaning. The figurative or the understanding of jar, Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no physical distance between me and him. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he himself states that, for example, that's what, إليه, That we are closer to him than his own jugular veins. But here, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that those who are jar of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's in reference that those who are closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who performed everything to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who in this world, their whole motto was what? That i perform every amal, every intention to seek the nearness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hence, Imam Al-Baqir Salawatullah wa alayhi states, that on the day of judgment, yawmul qiyamah, idha kana yawmul qiyamah yunadi munadi min Allahi azza wa jal, There'll be a call out from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. That there'll be a call out. Where are those who are near of Allah? Those who are nearest to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. They shall set forth. The angels shall receive them, welcome them. And the angels shall ask them a question What was that amal that you performed in this world, in this dunya, that made you have such a reward in akhara? They respond, Kunna natahab fillah. That in this world, everything we done out of love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because many times, many of us, we work on a reward basis or on a punishment basis. Give or take. I'll only perform this deed if I get rewarded for it. I'll only stay away from this act. Why? Because I'll be punished if I perform this act. But the best amongst us is the one who in every act, they perform it hubban Imam, the Holy Prophet Isa, Prophet Isa alayhi salam he was once on a mission walking out of the town and he saw a group of people performing ibadah, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He asked, what brought you here to perform ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? They respond, what? li jannati. We are here to perform the ibadah in order to gain jannah to gain the reward of heaven, the paradise that has been rewarded, we wish to gain Jannah. And Prophet Isa says, وَحَقُّنْ عَلَى اللَّهُ And it's the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward the one who asks him. You ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you pray for a certain need, a haja, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall reward you. And you pray for Jannah, and you work towards gaining Jannah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Inshallah, will Give you what you wish for. Then he walked further on, further on, and he saw another group of people praying, reciting dua in munajat. He asked, what's brought you here? Why are you here performing ibadah? They said, Khawfan min We're here to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to pray in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us safe from hellfire. To keep us away from his punishment. Due to our sins. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for emancipation from his punishment from our sins. And Prophet Isa said, وحق مِنَ اللَّهِ أَن يُؤْمِنَ مَنْ خاف That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall keep you safe. Keep those safe from those who ask. And from those who are fearful from Naru Jannah. Then he walked a bit further on, further on, and he saw a group of individuals full of nur, and their faces not only glowing full of nur, but their ibadah was full of sincerity, their prayer was full of true worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He asks, what brought you here to perform ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? They state what? Hubba lillah. We came here to worship Allah, not for Jannah, not to stay away from narujamna. Jannah, no. We came here to perform ibadah out of love for the sake of Allah. Prophet Isa says, Am Tumul Am You are the ones who are nearest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are the one who are closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are truly Jarullah. You are the ones who perform everything for the sake and love of Allah. This is what Amir al Mu'min would emphasize. He would say, Ilahi min عَبَدْتُكَ طَمَعًا He says, I did not worship you out of greed for jannah. Neither did I worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of what? Out of fear of entering hellfire. Why did Ali ibn Abi Talib worship Allah? وَلَكِنْ عَبَدْتُكَ Rather, I truly worshiped Allah. I obeyed Allah. I prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you are truly worthy and deserve it of worship. Amir al-Mu'mnin knew that throughout this life, from the moment we are in this world, we are going to be judged according to our actions. We are in an exam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states that He created life. He created death. Death and hayat. Ayyukum ahsanu amala, which amongst us lives the best in this exam, works hardest, struggles most, perseveres most, until the moment of what? Until the moment of death. That's why he states, اليوم today is what? عَمَلْ بِلَا Today is the day that we work. We work hard. لكن, however, tomorrow, the next day, hereafter, is what kind of life is Hisab is a moment of accountability of my deeds, Hisab of my deeds, without working anymore. There is where we will be rewarded or punished due to my actions in this world, in this Amal. Hence he says, Al al-an, Al al-an, nadam. Take advantage, advantage of now before one regrets that sin, before we are remorseful. The day of judgment, one of the names of the day of judgment is Yawm nadam, Yawm Some people would be full of regrets, full of remorse. Imam says, why? Advantage of now, now, before there would be people who would state this, Ya hasrata ala ma farradtu fi I'm full of regret for that which I prioritized ahead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I neglected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this dunya. I rejected the thought of gaining nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I did not prioritize remembrance and dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world. And when would I be full of regret? On the day of judgment. He says, take advantage of now. Why? Your yesterday has passed. I can't change my history. It's past. Your tomorrow is uncertain. I have no guarantee that I'm here tomorrow. Many people in the year 2022, they wish to be in the year 2023 Ramadan, but they're not here amongst us today. We have no guarantee that we'll be here in the month of Ramadan in the year 2024. So take advantage of now. Take advantage of the Shah Ramadan that you have today. Take advantage of the day that you have today, the 24 hours that you have today. Take advantage of the last Friday of the holy month of Ramadan that we have this month of Ramadan, this day of Friday, next week's Friday. these are advantages, these are times and days that we must take advantage of. And that's why this life at Dunya even though it may seem long, it is really short. This is really short and we need to have a lifestyle of improvement and change he states whoever his two days are the same then they are wasted we need to be in a cycle of change that my tomorrow must be better than my today I need to plan ahead, I need to improve. I need to look at myself and reflect, how much have I changed from yesterday? And how much do I plan to improve tomorrow? This is Amir al Mu'ni giving me an advice that you look ahead to a better future, a brighter future, and ensure that we're not lazy and procrastinating and keep on saying, I'll leave it to next year. I'll leave it to 10 years' time. No. Al-an, al-an. That's why he states, and the Imam state and remind us, that the best of lifestyle, aish, the best of lifestyle is to have a lifestyle full of qana'ah, full of contentment. That I'm always qana'ah, I'm always happy. I'm always content, I'm always thankful, I'm always grateful. I'm not the one who is always complaining. I'm not the one who is always thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. Rather, I look at the bounties and blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted me and say, shukra lillah, alhamdulillah. He also says that the best of lifestyle, the best of aish is to have a lifestyle which is wholesome through good-nurtured, to be good-nurtured, to be good-natured, to be good-mannered, to have good and the best of morals, the best of akhlaq, husnul khulq. And this is the time that we have in this life. And the time that we have will come to an end at the moment of what? At the moment where our ruh departs from our body and then it is too it is too too late there would be many who would say رَبِّرْ Oh Allah Oh Lord let us return let us come back to this world in order for me to perform more good deeds but it's too late you had your chance you had your opportunity you blew it that's why you find amir al-mu'minin who we recite in ziyara of amin allah that when the moment that his qabdh of ruh when the moment that his ruh returned to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the ruh left this world left left this jasad left this jism left this temporal world there was one statement from amir al mumineen what does he state before he leaves this world? Number one, he said, Fuztu wa ka'ba. I was victorious and I am victorious by the Lord of the Kaaba. For he always remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the Ka'bah. Also, as he removes himself from this world, from the shackles of this world, and moves from this world, from this temporal world, to a world which is what? A world that is going to be the immortal world. A world that is going to be the eternal world. He says, What? Bismillah millati Rasulullah." That in the name of Allah, on the path of Allah, on the religion and the nation and the teachings of Rasulullah, Amir al muminin makes this move. And then on a final note. That our book of deeds, our Hisab stops... ...once we leave this world. Our book of deeds is no longer the angels... ...will be recording our hasanat... ...once we leave this world. Except for three. They state... ...that you've left this world... O son of Adam, O mu'mineen mu'minat, there are still good deeds that can be overflowing good deeds that your book of deeds will increase in hasanat even after you pass away, even after we left this dunya. How? They say there are three ways. Three ways. Number one, sadaqa jariya. An overflowing charitable donation. That during my life I give some sadaqah. That when I pass away, that even before I pass away I have a wasiyah. That give from my assets some charity. That charitable projects. They continue to flourish in their various ways. And I receive Hasanatan. Good deeds. You find in the world today, you go to different places, you find there is a well. It says, for example, this well was provided by this marhum. You go to another place, you find a center, a Husaynia, you find the names of the Marhumeen. Why? Because it was a thawab, a jari, a charitable donation that they still get the thawab even though they are not in this world, even though they're not living amongst us. But they're still getting the thawabul jari, the overflowing thawab. How? Sadaqah jariya. Number two, how can I increase in my good deeds even though I'm not living in this world? number two or oh, a knowledge and education that can be taught on and benefited by others even though I have passed away today mashallah many of us are reading are studying are learning we find many of the books that we learn from scientists from mathematicians, from scholars, from ulama, from maraji some of them are not even amongst us today. They've passed away years and years and years ago. Amir al muminin says, to Kumail, he says, Ya Kumail, al min al-mal. Knowledge is better than wealth. Al-ilmu wa mal. Knowledge protects you whilst you have to protect your wealth. He says, Those who just amass their wealth, they might be physically alive, but they're dead. There's no spirit within them. However, scholars rather, they are alive throughout eternity. Throughout the life in this world, you find that we are benefiting From the great knowledge and ilm and the scholars. And this is what we need to, inshaAllah, increase in this great deed to continue, whether it means to educate others and they benefit from our education or help in publications, help in those matters that can help in their education during this life and after we pass away. That's number two. Number three. أَوْوَلَدٌ صَالِحٌ يَدْعُوْ لَهُ And a great thawab, jari, after I have passed away, after I have left this dunya, and after my life, after my death, is what? To have a righteous son or a righteous daughter that even after I have passed away constantly remembers their father. Remembers their mother. Recites dua for them. Gives thawab and says, This thawab is in honor of my father, my mother. Gives what? Gives an honorable turuk as-salah. Hadiya for my parents. Recites Quran. Hadiya for my parents. Goes to ziyarah. Says hadiyya for my parents. Gives sadaqa. Hadiya for my parents, does everything in good deeds that when people see him and say, Masha Allah, what a great mu'min you are. What a great mu'mina you are. May Allah have rahmah upon your parents. May Allah bless your parents for such a great upbringing they instilled within you that we see their goodness within you today. And all the good deeds that you do today, it will be thawab for your parents. Thawab for your great, honorable parents. And that is a great way of increasing that good deed. Of course, to have good sons, to have good daughters, to instill within them the best, the amal, salih that they continue this tradition, this good deed, even we have, after we have passed away. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to pass the test, the exam that we have in this dunya, so that we are of those that we are ashabul yamin. We are of those that when we receive our book, our kitab, that we see our hisab is and yaseera that on the day of judgment we are of those who joy of our mustabshira that there are faces glowing faces smiling faces joyful full of happiness we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this blessed day of friday to allow us to be of the true followers of the Ahlul Bayt and the Qur'an, and true followers of Imam Sahib al asi wa zaman Allah Ta'ala Faraj sharif and that we are of those who appreciate the blessings and maximize the great bounties of the holy month of Ramadan. We ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to accept our deeds, inshallah bi of the recitation of a... Surah Al Mubarakat Al Fatiha for all the Marhoumi and the Barakah of reciting a very loud Salawat Allah Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad.